Amen. Hey, once again, we are in our study, Voodoo Vampires and the Rise of Demon Worship. And by way of recap, why? Because that's what we do, apparently. We've already seen the existence of demons. Good thing it's just make-believe to scare you. That's all it is. Are you kidding me? They're real. And they're not only real, they've got the same evil character as Satan, right, who is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. And their tactics are uh, out there, and they're just trying a multitude of ways to come against you. But praise God, God tells us how to counteract that. Aren't you glad he does that for us? He didn't have to, but he does. And so we dealt with that. And then the last several times, I think seven times, we've been dealing with the history. How in the world did we get in this mess where not only demonic input, uh, demonic uh, activity and uh, influence is not only uh, permeating the world, but it's now coming into the church. How did this happen? Why are we supposed to be a Christian nation? It's supposed to be. What happened to us, right? Well, that's what we've been doing with the history section. We saw it started with these guys called the uh, Romantics. Uh, they were encouraging people uh, to get into uh, basically saying that Satan is a good guy. Christians got it all wrong. That branched off into Satanism, but it also led to this next movement because you got off the Bible and people are still interested in truth, so it's got to come from somewhere. Well, the rationalists came along and they said, oh, uh, truth comes from rational, from man's brain. Man's brain will figure out and decide what truth is. Then it was followed up by these guys, the empiricists, and basically they said, no, 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 truth doesn't come from man's brain. Truth comes from your experience, right? And then after that happened, uh, then they birthed the lie at the same time frame, this lie called evolution, that we came from the goo to the zoo to me and you, right? Which is not true. And people inherently know that there's got to be more to life than the goo to the zoo to me and you, right? And then that's not a reality, except for maybe Darwin, unfortunately, who now knows better, unfortunately. And, uh, but so people that well, we've got to get truth from somewhere. And then that's what gave birth to spiritualism. So they, everybody's always in a seek for truth and say, well, it can't be just man. It can't just be experience. And, and this saying, there is no God, there is no higher purpose for living. That, that, that can't be true. So they began this movement called spiritualism. Okay. Which basically is seeking truth beyond the grave. And we're going to see that tonight, very bluntly, scripturally again, that if you hear something from supposedly beyond the grave, it is not that person. It is a demon, and we're going to deal with that in specific. But this actually opened up a movement, right? Now, basically, again, as we saw last week, just to recap, what do you mean by spiritualism? You mean you're, quote, communicating with actual demons. You are seeking truth from de—listen, you're seeking truth from demons, not God, okay, is really what's going on. Well, then it began to go from there. It went into secular psychology, as we saw. And so secular psychology was a kind of a really seriously bad combo. Secular psychology says, okay, we don't get truth from uh, the Bible, because Freud said that the idea of God was made up by our forefathers as a coping mechanism. Uh, and uh, so there is no God. So, so what we're going to do to help people with their problems is we're going to take man's brain and man's experience, and we're going to combine it with spiritualism, i.e. demons, and then we're going to fix you. Not a good combo. Okay, and it's not. And again, that was advanced by Freud. We dealt with that. Carl Jung, I'm still convinced he was possessed. Alan Kardec, he then turns this spiritualism. What's spiritualism? A fancy code word for demon worship, demon activity, demon input, right? Because again, if you say, hey, come on in here, let's talk to demons, most people will run. So if you call it spiritualism, oh, that sounds great. Right? And that's all it is, a repackaging. He turns it into a religion. He starts this thing called the International Spiritualist Council, 35 different countries. Then it hopped upon and came here to America, unfortunately, thanks to the Fox sisters who spread it not only in America, but even the White House. And it has never left. Uh, it started with Jane Pierce, who uh, with these uh, communicating with her dead son, which obviously was not her son, it was a demon. Continue with Mary Todd Lincoln, who also wanted to communicate with her dead son as well. Uh, and the Fox sisters were a part of this. Uh, believe it or not, Lincoln approved of this and allowed this to take place. 
Uh, you need to do the research on that. Then we fast forward. It never left just for the sake of time. Nancy Reagan was huge into the occult, especially astrology and things of that nature. Hillary Clinton, shocker, uh, was involved in witchcraft. Uh, Lord willing, next time we're finally going to get into voodoo. Uh, wait till you hear Bill Clinton and his voodoo background. Shocker, right? Uh, then, of course, we went to the Bush family, Skull and Bones. Uh, not a good family. Uh, it's amazing that they uh, got two of them critters as presidents. Uh, but that's what happens. Uh, then, of course, uh, came the Obama years. Was that picture blunt enough? How many of you guys got a shirt after that second term and said, I survived the last eight years? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this or not, but if we're still alive and still here, I'm hoping somebody else gets in office besides uh, uh, Sleepy Joe. Uh, but I, this might sound kind of weird, but I'm sitting there going like, okay, if we're still alive and still here, all I know... All I know, it's like David, you got to look back at God's track record. If he took care of the lion, he took care of the bear, he's going to take care of this guy. And I'm sitting there going, if that, if that guy somehow, some, if he gets in again, all I know is, okay, I survived the Obama years. I can survive. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Then we had, of course, the Trump, if you will, aberration uh, for a while. And then we're back to Sleepy Joe and the occult. And he is appointing people who are clearly involved in the occult, Satanism, not just transgender and all that other stuff, which comes from the same source as well. Okay, But then it went into the average Joe beyond the White House and the government with uh, Cora Scott. Aska Sprague was the next one. And then Beverly uh, Randolph, Pascal. Uh, they all got into a, quote, trance-like state so that the spirits could speak through them so that they can connect with people. But again, it's all demonic and things of that nature. Then it began to spread across to the average Joe through these guys called the Ghost Club. That was involved with uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sherlock Holmes, huge into demons and seances and things of that nature. Uh, and then it went to Charles Dickens, also was inspired in his writings with uh, contact with demons. Also went into the scientific world, not just the literary world, with uh, Pierre and Marie Curie. Also into the business invention, dare I say, scientific world as well. Thomas Edison, he came up with his spirit phone that he was going to use technology to connect with the demons. And his buddy, Henry Ford, uh, who is not only a theosophist, but he was also into Freemasonry, which will probably come up, Lord willing, in the Freemason study, uh, study in 900 years from now. But anyway, uh, but anyway, then we saw last time, if you were here, just to recap, uh, church world. Unfortunately, the church has not stayed strong. Okay, it has come into the church. You can say, what? Come on, people aren't going to interact with demons, right? There's no way. Well, uh, that, as we saw, is basically what's being promoted in the charismatic movement. And what they do is they slap Christianese on it, and somehow it makes it Christian. No, it doesn't. Okay, it doesn't. Right? Just because you uh, cook a piece of chicken uh, in some batter and you fry it up, does that make it good? No, it's still evil. You can boil it, bake it, fry it, whatever. Come on, same thing. So it's still evil what these guys are doing, but they slap Christianese on it. Somehow it's okay. No, it's not. Okay, as we saw. Now we saw, how was that encouraged? How did spiritualism, i.e. demon contact, get into the church? Well, we traced the trail. George Fox and the Quakers, who basically said, we need something outside the Bible. We need an experience. Remember that? We need to listen to the, quote, light within. That's your first fatal step, right? Well, he took it so far, and then it went to the Shakers, right? So they took it to another extreme. So we went from the Quakers to the Shakers. And again, it's still, I don't know, I didn't get any emails, but uh, it's still out there. We're still wondering, okay, is she related to Darth Vader uh, or Klaus Schwab? We're not really sure. It's still undecided, but let's move on. Then it went to Elias Hicks. And again, some people, there's a debate. Okay, is this the inspiration for Watto from Star Wars? We don't know. But once again, let's move on. Then it went to Isaac Post, Amy and Isaac Post. Okay, and they basically started blending 
this spiritualism demon input into, quote, church services and things of that nature. Then it goes to this guy, Jesse Babcock Ferguson, who was enthralled with spiritualism, right, and then was uh, led astray. Uh, and then finally we saw, left off with William Stanton Moses, who claimed to, quote, at the same time be an in English cleric and a spiritualist. So it's now full on the demon possession, demon contact, and somehow you slap Christianese on it. And again, it's being repeated today, if you can believe it, as we ended it last time, with the charismatic destiny cards. Remember that? Were you here for that? You saw the video? And basically they took tarot card, tarot readings, and drew Christian, so-called Christian-inspired art on their cards, so it's a new look. But then that's how people get to hear advice and wisdom supposed to be Christian and not from this book. It's nuts. And then, believe it or not, we left off with what we, is not a joke. They are now selling, you can still get it, unfortunately, on Amazon, the Holy Spirit Ouija board. It's okay, though. It's okay. It's got a picture of Jesus on it, and it's okay. And that's how, that's how far it's crept into the church. Unfortunately, it's not only in the church, it's now everywhere. Spiritualism, and again, what, uh, translate for what it is. What is spiritualism? It's the code word for what? I'm going to interact and contact and talk with demons to find out truth and direction and wisdom in life. That's what it is. Now it's been permeated across our world through this movement called New Age. Okay, but before we get into that, once again, let's take the the classic passage, take a look at it, what God has to say uh, for those, or dare I say, whole nations who would have the audacity to turn to listening to actual demons instead of him. Okay, he's got some very strong, blunt words for that. But Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14 is our context here. Uh, My heading says, detestable practices. You guys seem very alert and astute tonight. How many guys would say that, hmm, if God labels it a detestable practice, you probably shouldn't do it. Praise God, all four of you, the rest of you, I'm glad you're here. We're going to help you out tonight, right? Deuteronomy 18, 9 through 14, here's what God says. When you enter the land, the Lord your God has given you what? Do not what? Do not imitate the what? detestable, literally abomination ways of the nations there. Let no one, notice how he's being very blunt. No one be found among you uh, who sacrifices a son or daughter on the fire. Okay, what was that? They were sacrificing their kids to the false deity Molech, right? For favor, uh, right? And good thing that people aren't sacrificing their kids. It's called abortions, what it is today. Same thing, same practice. Unfortunately, so don't do that, uh, and don't, don't uh, uh, anybody who sacrifices the center on the Father, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who's a medium, or a what? Spiritist, or who what? Consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is what? Detestable to the Lord, and because of these detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. You must be blameless before the Lord your God. Verse 14, the nations you will dispossess, uh, listen to those who practice sorcery and divination. But as for you, the Lord your God has what? He has not permitted you to do so, right? Uh, As we saw on James, if you heard James' uh, study, it's the same Hebrew word there, detestable, it's for tolba. And it literally means a disgusting thing. It's an abomination. That which is an abominable. What's he talking about? He's talking about any and all practices that is involved in seeking demonic input. Could be witchcraft. Could be sorcery. Right? Could be necromancy. Trying to speak with the dead. A spiritist. A medium. They're speaking through me. We'll see that in great detail tonight. Okay? But God says, 
get away from that. It is not just get away from it, and you shouldn't do it. No one should do it. And what's the word he use? It's detestable. This is an abomination. This ranks up there with homosexuality and all the other stuff that we saw. And as we saw again, even on Sunday, uh, cross-dressing, it, it's in the script. It's, a, it's detestable. This is a disgusting thing. So don't have anything to do with that. Okay. And again, you think, well, why? Well, number one, it's demonic. And are the demons going to tell you the truth? Absolutely not. God knows that. He wants us to know the truth. They're going to lead us astray. And again, back to their character. What is their character? To seek, kill, and destroy. It's not just to get you off a detour. It's to destroy you. And if they could, to kill you. Right? So you could join them in the lake of fire one day. Right? So God's a loving God. So he says, don't do that. That's what these guys are going to do. may start out with lights and bells and whistles, but that's what their ultimate goal is. Don't do that. Number two, I think the reason why uh, God is very strong and blunt with this is because the audacity and that's why he says, this, in this context, the Jewish people, you claim to be the people of God, whatever you do, don't you sit there on the one hand and say, Jehovah God is everything we need. Jehovah God has got the answers for us for all that we need. And then you turn and you go listen to a demon. The audacity of that. No, that's detestable. That's an abomination, right? Of all people you should know, don't you dare uh, be a part of that. Okay, now, if you don't think America is heading towards this judgment, remember he says he will dispossess the nation. If you don't think our nation... Is about to be judged by God just on this issue. Uh, wait till we're done tonight, okay? Because people in mass are all over the place seeking direction, wisdom from actual demonic inputs, calling it spiritualism, and this happening on the guise of New Age, and they're mocking the scriptures away from the scripture. And again, so this the New Age movement. Let's take a look at how that has happened, okay? Now, believe it or not, I'm going to try something, right? Preachers can dream. Here's my dream. I'm going to try to not preach 12 weeks on New Age like we did before and compress it all in this context into one study. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to try. How many guys say, man, we should have brought some food? (laughs) But that's what we're going to do, right? And so without going into a 12-week study, if you want more, then go back online, check out our New Age study, 12 weeks, or get the book, or whatever you want to do. All right. But let's do a recap for those of you who don't know or you weren't here for that study. New Age is a range of spiritual and religious practices and beliefs which grew, grew rapidly, specifically here in the West, in the 60s and 70s. Uh, it's kind of hard to uh, put your clamp and say they all believe in this because it's very eclectic. Because New Age, by its nature, is you get to decide. You get to be like God, the lie of Genesis 3. I will decide between what's right and wrong, good and evil. I'll take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, sprinkle some of this on here, whatever. And you just get to make it up as you go. But there's some general beliefs in that. New Age is heavily relies on traditions coming out of, and this is from a, a secular article, occultism of the 18th and 19th century, spiritualism. So again, seeking input from demons. We'll see that in shortly. Theosophy. That's your Madame Blavatsky. That's what the romantics, now you're going into Satanism and things of that nature. It also uh, has influences, they claim, uh, from UFO entities, right? And as you're going to see, UFOs, aliens, uh, supposed past lives, supposed historical figures and ancestors and loved ones, they all keep popping up when you get into these altered states of consciousness, all of them, including the so-called ETs, which tells you where they're coming from. Right, and so we're being lied there. Also, uh, in the human potential movement, that's basically a code word for what now we're dealing with today. Even unfortunately, in the church, it's all about what self. It's all about self. 
Okay, so that's kind of that. It became really popular, of course, in the 60s and 70s, really began to expand in the 80s and 90s, and I'm going to share a couple of those big figures that really helped it to do that. But basically, the New Age movement uh, says that, listen, one of the core things they kind of all agree on is that divinity pervades the universe, including human beings themselves, leading to a strong emphasis on the spiritual authority of self. In other words, we're all God, which is blasphemy. Right. But unfortunately, I didn't I'm not going to share those clips. We saw them before. But who also, believe it or not, is teaching that we're little gods. Charismatic movement. Who, as we saw last week, is already involved in this stuff. I wonder who's inspiring them with that false teaching. Right. But they also you think, well, where are they getting their information from? Because, you know, they reject the Bible. Well, they get it. And this is in general. They all not only believe that we're all God. Okay, but they all believe uh, that in order to get these, uh, this new knowledge to lead to this new age, and if we listen to this new knowledge from these entities, it's going to lead to the age of utopia or the age of Aquarius, as the song back then uh, encouraged. Uh, but you will be able to contact, listen, through divination, you'll be able to contact human entities, angels, masters, okay, and you do that by a process that they have called channeling, right? Now, that is not just to clarify uh, when a guy comes home and he sits on the couch and he's got that remote. Now, he looks like he's in an altered state of consciousness. It looks like he's in a whole other world, right? But that's not hopefully what's going on, okay? Uh, but their version of channeling has nothing to do with that. Channeling is basically, again, all you got to do is repackage a demonic practice and people eat it up. Again, spiritualism is what? It's the new code word for demon contact, right? So then people eat it up. So if I were to say, hey, get into an altered state of consciousness and then allow a demon to possess you and speak through you, most people would run. So how about just call it channeling? Yeah. <coughs> Type in, tapping into the higher power, a space alien who's here to help us. Your Aunt Vera, Abraham Lincoln. A past life. That's what they're so. So the core theology, again, is very eclectic, but they basically the core of the New Age movement is we're all God. We just need to remember that and live that way. Self. It's all about self, me, myself, and I. Right? And these godlike powers that you need to relearn to use. Okay? Create your own reality. Right? But it's also they get their information from demonic entities and demonic practices, including divination. Now, believe it or not, uh, it uh, tells you that it's all coming from the same source because uh, uh, even as we saw, witches, witchcraft uh, is heavily reliant upon divination as well. In fact, uh, the same practices that the New Age uses to get their so-called wisdom is the same one that witches use. And I want you to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. This is a Wiccan witch, which is basically the same word. Wicca means witch. Okay. Uh, admitting uh, they practice this practice that God forbids called divination. Let's take a look at that. Hi, my name is Phyllis Curat. I am a Wiccan priestess and the founder of the R tradition. Uh, divination is one of the great magics. It's one of the ways of uh, paying attention. It's one of the ways of having the divine speak to you and guide you. And it's a wonderful way for casting spells. Divine, the root of divine is divi, which means deity. And oracle means the mouth of God or goddess. Divination is a way of engaging in dialogue with the sacred. 
it's not just a way for telling the future, although you can use it for that. And almost every culture, and certainly every indigenous culture, has a means of divination. There are runes in the Scandinavian culture, and um, there are Anglo-Saxon runes as well. There's the tarot deck, which developed, some say, in Egypt, very popular in Italy, and now all over the place. There's astrology. There's bones. There's the reading of signs. There's a long list of, uh, there are endless ways, there's a rock. You can take a rock and put yes on one side and no on the other. There are countless ways of engaging in divination, but the most important part of it, you have to master the vocabulary, you have to understand what is being communicated through the use of the symbols. But the most important thing to understand about what's being communicated is the source of the communication. Because the source of the communication is the same source of the energy that you use when you're doing magic or casting a spell. It's the divine. That's what divination is. It's a means of engaging in dialogue with divinity. And it proves to you, it's, it's, number, it's the second chapter in witchcrafting, unlike most other books on Wicca, because it's a means of one, discovering that the universe is conscious and interactive and aware and aware of a, of a wider, broader pattern than you are and capable of guiding you. You have a guidance system, a sacred, holy guidance system. The divine is available to you. You don't have to go through a priest or a priestess or anybody else to know what the sacred is and to know how to work with the sacred, how to be guided by it. Divination is the tool that enables you to have the guidance of the divine. Actually, it's the guidance of demons. Notice every single methodology that she mentioned there uh, is used by witches. So I'm kind of thinking, so if it's evil and that's what the witches do, then why is it acceptable and that's what New Agers do? It's all the same source. But again, if I want to hear from the divine, what do I do? It's right here. But again, this is what everything's off that. No, no, no. I will put yes and no on a rock and get into an altered state of consciousness. That's going to give me direction in life. You know what? That, that's abominable. That's detestable. That's disgusting. Why would you do that? Amongst other things, which are going to tap into uh, demons as well. So basically, you take a look at, and this is what the word is. It, the, the word is divination, right? Right. Speak, they think they're hearing from the divine. No, you're not. We need to translate it for really what it is. And we need to call it demonation because that's what these practices will connect you with and god knows it and that's why he has strong words about that right no she also mentioned the powers of word that's huge in the occult also secret societies because again they believe that the the word and specific you have to have certain words and word phrases the power in the word you tap into that force and you could create things right and so words are very important when you're casting spells you have to have certain words some would say i don't know if this is true but some of the occult would say uh which would be an interesting thing to, if it is but they say that's where we get our english word spelling because for words to create the spells and things of that nature uh is there anybody else that says that it's with the power of your words that you you're we're back to that charismatic community again, aren't we? Right? With your word, with your mouth. Don't say that you're sick. You're going to get sick. Don't say, you, know, you need to say positive words. It's all new age. It's all the cult, folks. It's all the same sort. You slap Christianese on it and somehow it makes it okay? I don't think so. But it's demonation. You call it divination all you want, but that's a big, strong belief. And uh, that's why another core belief in the new age movement, again, channeling is huge. And channeling is basically getting into an altered state of consciousness. Typically, they prefer getting into a trance. 
uh, and called meditation, okay, and things of that nature. Meditation and prayer is not the same thing, although they blend the words to suck Christians into it, okay? But here's a new age lady, okay, again, straight from the horse's mouth, telling us why it's an awesome thing to get into an altered state of consciousness, i.e. channeling, because that's how we're going to get help in our life. But let's take a look from this. So I wanted to share with you some of the ways that I've experienced these spiritual connections in my meditation. And I want you to know what those connections can come through like so that when you are meditating and you are channeling, you can actually be aware of what's going on. So here's the first sign that you're channeling. You feel a presence of peace come over you. This absolute settling of your nervous system. You feel at ease, relaxed, and connected. I often have my hands go numb and they almost move at times and they feel almost hot as if I'm holding energy, as if I'm holding a ball of energy actually. Another sign you're channeling, you feel a chill go down your spine or you feel goosebumps on your arms. That's absolutely a sure, sure sign that you are calling in an energy beyond your own. And I love this one. You can often feel a sense that there's an inner voice and it, it can often be audible for some people, but in my case, it actually felt like I was reading a book, but listening to the author in the background. I'm not sure if you've had that experience. While you're reading, you can actually get a sense that you're listening to an author or listening to a voice in somebody else. That's how I know that there's this amazing presence coming through because I can start to sense that there's a download coming, that there's a voice coming through. And it's not a voice that's my own. It often sounds very ethereal and it sounds very loving and soothing and connected and guided. And it's very spiritual in nature. And then what happens for me particularly is I start speaking really fast. So if I'm channeling for somebody else and I don't realize it quite yet, I'll still feel those chills come down my spine, my hands will go numb. I'll start hearing that background noise of a voice behind me. And then I start speaking really fast. And that fast speech becomes this full-blown experience of allowing the voice of spirit to move through me. This is so powerful once you start to begin to develop these methods in your own life because you can start to receive inner wisdom. You receive inner guidance. And what is it that you're hearing from? You're hearing from that spiritual connection that is within you and around you, spirit guides, inspiration, the voice of love. It's already in you. And these guides are bringing it to you as a direct line of communication to remind you of what you already know. If I already know it, then what I need you to, what? But notice basically what she's doing. It just feels so good. It's so, well, it had to be from God because it felt great. Uh, no, what's the scripture say? Uh, and no wonder for even Satan disguised himself as what? An angel of light. They don't always come flying through the window and freaky out demons. That is the deal. Uh, but basically, what is she encouraging people to do? Right? Notice she never once mentioned demon. Of course not, because people would freak out. But what is she actually encouraging? All she did was change the labels. And then I am here to encourage you to get into a trance-like state, alter state of consciousness, so you can be possessed with a demon, and it will speak through you and give you guidance. Not this. Let's do it around me 18. So everybody becomes a medium, a spiritist, that God says an abomination. Now, let's be clear, uh, because again, uh, I think some of the stuff that they do is chicanery. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I think sometimes these things, speaking through people, it, it, you're listening to a demon. And say, so, well, it, it sounded exactly like my uncle. 
It had, it said, did you hear that? Right? No, the Bible's very clear. When you go to heaven, as a born-again Christian, you go to heaven. If you reject Christ as your Savior, you're going straight to hell. And there is no coming back. So if you hear something, it ain't from God. It ain't that person. It ain't that entity. Let's just revisit that real quick. Luke 16, Jesus speaking, 24 through 26. So the rich man called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I'm in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, son, remember that in your lifetime you receive your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place. Why? So that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. And Job's also very uh, clear about that. Job 7, 9-10, uh, uh, chapter 7. As a cloud vanishes and is gone, so, no, oh, so one who goes down to the grave does not return. He will how often? Never come to his house again. His place will know him no more. Job 10, 20 to 21. Are not my few days almost over? Turn away from me so that I can have a moment's joy before I go where? To the place of no return, to the land of gloom and utter darkness. Job 16, 22. Only a few years will pass before I take the path of what? No return. So when you die, you go to heaven or you die, you go to hell. And you go to hell because you reject Christ your Savior. But I was very replete about that. There's no crossing over. Okay, and things of that nature. So what are these people speaking with? Well, it's what the Bible calls a demon or the other term that's out there uh, is what's called a familiar spirit. Right. And that actually comes from the Latin familiar uh, familiaris, which means a household servant. Okay, and it's intended to express the idea that sorcerers had spirits as their servants ready to obey their commands. And that's what demons do. They suck people into this. Right. Right? Think, well, well, if you do these spells and have these sigils and have these particular formulas to do your, then the, the demons are bound to obey, right? And they may do stuff for you, whatever, what, what, it's all to suck you in away from God and into these demonic practices, and they're going to turn on you. They're going to turn on you big time, right? But they believe that a familiar spirit, and we saw this back in our witchcraft study in great detail, could be animal spirits, things of that spirit. Uh, in the Oriental cultures, it was the snake spirit. Right or the fox spirit was a big one. Europe it was more cats and dogs. You know, it depends on your country. Right in Africa it was monkeys and baboons. You know, it just depends on the country. But their animal spirits uh, could be other people. But they were I, if I if I do all these occult rituals, then they're here to serve me. They're like a hireling, demonic hireling. Well, that's where you get familiar spirit. Well, it ain't the loved one, and it's not an animal. Right, it's a familiar spirit. It's a demon. Is what they're dealing with. Those attempting to contact the dead, even to this day, usually have some sort of quote spirit guide who communicates with them. These are familiar spirits, and again, that's why God has very strong words for anybody who will go down this route. Leviticus nineteen thirty one: Do not turn to mediums or necromancers. Do not seek them out, and so make yourselves unclean by them. I am. Of the Lord your God, Leviticus 26 and 27. If a person turns to mediums and necromancers, whoring after them, I will set my face against that person. I will cut him off from among his people. And a man or woman who is a medium or a necromancer, again, communicates with the dead, shall surely be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. But again, this is what New Age is tapping into. And of course, they're not going to say it's a familiar spirit. It's a demon that would freak people out. Right? They say it's channeling, and, and, and who we're connecting with is, they literally would say, it could be God. It could be gods or goddesses, ascended masters, spirit guides, your higher self. 
extraterrestrials, angels, divas, historical figures, the collective unconsciousness, elementals, and nature spirits. It could be angels, guardian angels, personal guides, masters, teachers, and contacts. And they even say that Jesus Christ was a spiritually advanced human being. And you're going to see some of them claiming that when they get into an altered state of consciousness through channeling, i.e. demon, they actually say it's Jesus speaking through them. And they're writing it down when he's telling to them. And it's flat out divination. It's not Jesus. Hello. You want to read from Jesus? Here you go. But they say it's from Jesus. And you know that because he would never do that. Biblically, number one, God doesn't contradict himself. So if he condemns the practice, why would he use the practice, right? Number one. Number two, you look at what comes out. It ain't the biblical Jesus. Hello. And he doesn't lie and he doesn't get it wrong. He is the truth, right? But is there another movement out there that claims to hear from Jesus and they need to tell us all about it? I know it sounds like I'm picking on them, but folks, the same thing, man. It's all been repackaged. Old-fashioned occult techniques, man. Slap some Christianese on it. And, and all, of it, all it does is the same thing that spiritualism does. It pulls people away from here. The only book that is true and the only book that you cannot be led astray with. Same, same thing, right? Uh, but it began to spread again, this whole movement of tapping in, channeling. Don't call it demon connection. Don't call it mediumship. No, no, no. We're just channeling, right? Don't call it demons or familiar spirits. No, no, no. It's just a UFO. It's a space guy. It's my spirit guide. It's an angel, right? right? And that began to spread in the 60s and 70s. Part of it was through a couple different things. Linda Goodman's uh, best-selling uh, astrology books in the late 60s and the 70s, The Harmonic Convergence. We dealt with that in great detail in our New Age study. That was a huge influence. Uh, you got channelers, i.e. people who get possessed by demons. They speak through them, like Jane Roberts and her Seth material. Uh, Helen Shukman, Course in Miracles, supposedly channeled from Jesus. Completely blasphemy. Jay-Z Knight and her channeling of Ramtha. Neil Donald Walsh, Conversations with God that emerged through automatic writings. And even as recent as 1993, James Redfield's The Celestine Prophecy, right? And things of that nature. Well, it's got to be Christian instead of prophecy. No, not even close, right? But let's get specific now. How did this permeate? You're thinking, this is nuts. People sit there and say that you're God and that we don't need Jesus, the real Jesus, the biblical Jesus. Uh, as you're going to see, they don't even think we need to be saved. There is no such thing as sin, salvation, all that stuff. Uh, but uh, then we, we don't need the Bible. And what we do is we need to get an altered state of consciousness and connect with the higher power. How did that get promoted all over the place? Well, we're going to hit that right now. The first uh, big input uh, was this lady, Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine out on a broken limb. You might as well call it that because that's what it was, unfortunately. Uh, she obviously, if you guys know, she's an American actress, author, dancer. Uh, and uh, she was named after Shirley Temple. Her father was Ira Owens Beatty, a professor of psychology. That comes in play again. Uh, her younger brother is actor, writer, director Warren Beatty. Now listen to this. The parents raised both of them as Baptists. Something went wrong. And again, that's a sad story. Hey, listen, people can come here to sunrise and walk away and reject everything. But you look at what's going on in churches today. How many of Maybe they went there with, they wanted to know the truth, but they went to one of those churches that just don't teach the truth. And that's sad. Now you turn to this. 
So her parents supposedly raised him as Baptist, quote-unquote, uh, but her uncle was a communist at the same time. Weird combo. She complains, uh, com- complains. she uh, uh, states that she believes that she has had many past lives, including a life from Atlantis. Uh, she said she was the brother to a 35,000-year-old spirit named Ramtha, which is supposed to be the same one that Jay-Z Knight is channeling, right? She's got a strong interest in spirituality, metaphysics, but her, she's best known for her new age book, Out on a Limb. Uh, I think the follow-up book that was called Dancing in the Light. Uh, she's big into, uh, not only, this was interesting, not only transcendental meditation, which again is getting to an altered state of consciousness, like the, the channeling lady, the new age lady, I showed you the videos, that's what she, to get in contact with these demons, basically. Uh, but she's also big on this. It's called uh, the uh, Saint James, uh, the Way of Saint James, and the Way of Saint James is a spiritual pilgrimage, pilgrimage, where you go to the shrine supposedly of the Apostle Saint James in Spain, uh, where his remains are supposed to be buried, and then that's again another spiritual. So again, what also comes into play with that? Catholicism. There's a lot of mysticism in Catholicism. And again, I'm not going to teach the... Was that another 12-week study we did on Catholicism? I think so. Uh, go back and get that. You can get that revealed. Uh, but again, her 1983 book, uh, Out on Limb, it later got turned into a TV miniseries and really influenced a lot of people. That was 1987. Quote, was one of the biggest global influences of people getting familiar and connected with the New Age movement. So you're familiar with the New Age movement, so what are they getting familiar with? Get away from this book. Get into an altered state of consciousness, allow a demon to speak through you, and that's where you receive direction, truth, and meaning and purpose. Okay? Uh, And she's still doing it today. So I'm going to share with you a clip from her movie, Out on a Limb, and the blasphemy there, but you're going to see her on it today. She's still promoting New Age across the world, unfortunately, with her influence. Let's take a look. You want to know a good exercise that helps you get in touch with the realization that we each have God inside of us? Exercise. Here's what you do. Just stand up, hold your arms out like this, and say, the kingdom of heaven is within. I love myself. The kingdom of heaven is within. I love myself. Now, wait, better than that. Say, uh... Say, I and God are one. No, wait, 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 wait. Better than that. I got the best one. This is the best one. Just say, I am God. David, I can't say that. See how little you think of yourself? You can't even say the words? I am God. I am God. A little louder, please, with maybe a little more conviction. I am God. I am... Look, if I'm God, what does that make you? Well, we always see in others what we see in ourselves. I am God. I am God. I am God. 
I am God. I am I God. I am 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 God. We are joined now by an Oscar winner, Shirley MacLaine. She's out with a new book about her experience shooting a recent movie and what she learned in the process. It's called Above the Line, My Wild Oats Adventure. Shirley MacLaine, good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you, really, Natalie. I've known you for a long time, so let me just bring people up to date here. You are someone who truly believes you have lived past lives. Oh, no question. One of those past lives? Probably many in Atlantis. In Atlantis. Mm -hmm. So when you got off the plane, did it feel like going to any airport, or did something strike you? Struck me later. But let me just say, Matt, you know, when you get older, the short-term memory, short-term memory has its problems. Mm -hmm. I've got incredible long-term memory. Now it's going not only to my childhood this time around, it's going to other lifetimes a long time ago. Uh, help me understand, because I've never actually asked you this. When, when you start to have these feelings or these thoughts connecting with a past life, are they subtle moments or do they hit you like a brick? With me, it's subtle. It's kind of emotional picture facts. You know you've felt this somewhere else. So the, these extraterrestrials, which you call star beings, are concerned about how we are destroying our own planet? Absolutely. Why would they care? Because it has, a, um, it has an effect on the entire cosmos. If this planet is destroyed, <coughs> the atmosphere feels it and the outer ionosphere feels feels it etc and besides they care about us and they don't want to see in some cases what they consider their children to be self-destructive oscar award-winning shirley mclean's 40 plus films have escalated her to superstar status and she has used this popularity to further her cause as a prominent player to advance the new age movement if you're somebody like me and there's millions of us out there who are interested in astrology, meditation, numerology. It should be no surprise to learn that she too undergoes possession that results in successful performances. McLean explains. I had seen so many channels and mediums over the past few years. I decided I would apply the same thing to show business. I simply channeled the character that we had created. This time I allowed the character to inhabit me. I trusted that the magic would work. Channeling and inspiration had become one and the same. Why would demonic spirits be so interested in possessing movie stars? Because according to the scriptures, one of Satan's primary objectives for the planet is to bring mankind into a massive spiritual deception in preparation for the Antichrist. And that's where it's headed. But again, notice she, as we dealt with before, like Beyonce, who also admits that she is possessed before going on stage. At least two different spirits she names. One of them is called Sasha. It's out of her own mouth. And that's where she gets her inspiration from. So she's full-on possessed. So is this. So it's the same thing. You get connected with demons. They want to inhabit you, possess you. But Shirley MacLaine, still out there, still to this day, pray for her, uh, leading people astray, that you don't need the Bible. You just need to follow these New Age practices, which is all demonic that God forbids. Now, that leads us to the next big influence that's influencing people all over the planet is this lady, Oprah Wan Kenobi. And uh, she is the biggest New Age priestess on the planet. She even outshines Shirley MacLaine duping people to go on the same route, okay? And it's actually now led to this. Watch this. Have you heard about the largest church in the world? The first service was March 3rd, 2008, with an attendance of over 300,000. 
The attendance is now over 2 million, and they conducted the first ever mass trance on March 17, 2008. What do they teach? Who you are requires no belief. Heaven is not a location, but refers to the inner realm of consciousness. The man on the cross is an archetypal image. He is every man and every woman. The leader's website teaches these lessons. My mind is part of God's. I am very holy. My holiness is my salvation. My salvation comes from me. Let me remember that there is no sin. Do not make the pathetic error of, quote, clinging to the old rugged cross, unquote. The only message of the crucifixion is that you can overcome the cross. Have you heard of this church, or maybe its leader? Years ago, she denied Jesus is the only way. Today, she has turned her millions of adoring fans over to New Age doctrine. Christians are letting this into their homes and are being deceived. In reading books such as Tolley's, I've really op- it's really opened my eyes up to a new way of thinking, a new form of spirituality that doesn't always align with the teachings of Christian- Christianity. So my question is to you, Oprah, how have you reconciled these spiritual teachings with your Christian beliefs? I've reconciled it because I was able to open my mind about the, um, the absolute indescribable hugeness of that which we call God. Um, I took God out of the box because I grew up in the Baptist church and there were, you know, rules and, you know, belief systems and doctrine. I believe that God is love and that God is in all things. And so that's when the the, the search for something more than doctrine uh, started to stir within me. In the essence of all consciousness isn't something to believe. God is. Yes. God is. And God is a feeling experience, not a believing experience. That's right. And if, and if, you're, if that your religion is a believing experience, if God for you is still about a belief, then it's not truly God. Can I translate that for you? If you're believing in this book, the Bible, and allowing that to define your rule and faith and practice, which is sola scriptura, uh, that's not real. You're the one that's wrong. You need to experience. You need to, quote, take God out of the box. You know what she did? She took God out of the scripture. Out of the scripture, not out from a scripture. She went out of the scripture, and she's going into full-blown New Age. She Basically, her program is the ba- biggest New Age church on the planet on a weekly basis. As you saw, that one lady that was questioning her, she's supposed to be a Christian. Why any Christians would watch that program is beyond me. But they're being led astray. Uh, in 2010, Life Magazine named her one of the most 100 most important people who have, quote, changed the world. Right up there with, I'm not joking, this is a secular article, Elvis Presley and Jesus Christ. There's no doubt that she's the most popular, powerful woman, but she's also the most dangerous. She's a new age high priestess deceiving millions and sending them con- uh, a bad theology, which is leading people straight to hell. Uh, in 2006, USA today pointed out that she was quote a really hip and materialistic mother Teresa, a symbolic figurehead of spirituality listen america's pastor and a quote today's billy graham right so she's out there even the lost even the world considers her a what spiritual leader right she's peddling the new age movement and the irony is she claims to be a christian yet she actually would deny being a new ager 
And there was uh, one, one of her programs, a Christian in her audience challenged her and said uh, that she's, what, 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 what are you doing being a New Ager? And here's what Oprah said. I am uh, not New Age anything, and I resent being called that. I am trying to open a door so that people can see themselves more clearly and perhaps be the light to get to God, whatever they may call that. Yeah, it's New Age. So whatever it is, it ain't Christian and it's New Age. So that's the weird irony is you completely mock Christianity and the scripture and the biblical God, but you claim to be a Christian and you're full on New Age, whatever. Uh, But anyway, she's all day long. Now, including uh, she features uh, uh, writings and public statements and guests on her program who are also New Agers. So that's what she's all about. So you can deny it all you want, including... Joel Osteen, as we saw before, because in New Age, I came out of that, New Age, because the belief is you're God, you have these powers to create your own reality, because after all, you're supposed to be God, right? It's called creative visualization. And the way that you do that is you repeat with your words, kind of like witchcraft casts spells, your spelling, but you create with your words repeatedly what you want, because you have the godlike power with your words, Sound familiar? Charismatic community is the same thing, but so does Joel Olstein. In fact, he specifically calls it using I am statements. Now, where do we see that phrase in the scripture, I am? Old and New Testament, that's the name of God. Excuse me? But here he is, shocker, chumming up with Oprah. Why? Because they both are preaching New Age heresy. That's why they get along. He just slapped Christianese on it, but it's still the same thing. But here he is on a program doing the I am stuff. Whatever follows I am is going to come looking for you. Just really was a, was a big aha. Yeah, you know, Oprah, so many people don't realize the way they go through life. Is I think they've just been trained that way. But like you're saying, I am so tired and yes. I am unlucky and I never get any good breaks. But you know, when you speak that out, you're setting the tone for your life. I always tell people, if you want to know what you're going to be like five years from now, listen to what you're saying about yourself right now. You can't go around, <laughs> you can't go around saying all day that, you know what, I'm not attractive and I'll never get any good breaks and I'm a lousy mother. That's just going to draw in negative defeat and things that are going to keep you from God's best. Well, I, I love that whatever follows I am is going to come looking for you because whatever follows it. I, I, this just happened to me recently. I was filming uh, the movie The Butler and I was so tired and all day I kept saying, I'm so tired. I am so tired. I'm so... And what I realized is I was getting more and more tired. And then I thought about the sermon. I said, how can I turn this around? And for me, I can't immediately go to, I am so energized, because I wasn't. So I was trying to think, what? So I can't go, I'm so energized. I'm now lying to myself, because I'm not. (laughs) But what can I use in between? So I started to say, I am looking forward to my second win. I am looking forward to my second win. And it came. It came. You know, I think that's, that's true. You could say just what you said, and I am refreshed, I'm being restored, and yes. you know, things like that. You don't have to go to the extreme. Go but, to the extreme. How did you come to that? What, was, what, 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 what spark of God happened that made you conclude that whatever follows I am is going to come looking for you? I think sometimes we make things so complicated, but it's the simple things that, uh, that keep most people back. Notice he did not say, oh... I got it from the Bible. 
I didn't show the whole clip. I had to cut it somewhere. But I was eagerly waiting. And he just completely avoided the question. Because you know what? It doesn't come from the Bible. And dare I say, when your so-called sermons and your so-called books influences the biggest New Age on the planet to go deeper in New Age, not a good sign. Okay, but it's the same thing, right? And somehow it's supposed to be Christian. It's crazy. Now, we also know that she's big into New Age. You can deny it all you want and say you're a Christian. Well, you're not, okay, because of her other guests. And I'll just rip off a bunch of them. Uh, Eric Butterworth, he's the New Age author of the, the book Discover the Power Within. Uh, God isn't up there. He exists inside each one of us, and it's up to us to seek the divine within. Again, Shirley MacLaine, Betty Eady, a New Age Mormon, uh, with her book called Embrace the Light, where she supposedly went to heaven and talked to Jesus, uh, who told her when you're going, uh, that there's many paths to God. Well, that obviously isn't Jesus, and that's not going to happen. Raymond Moody, an occultist who advocates communication with dead as possible. Carolyn Mice, a New Age author who teaches divinity of man, the power of positive confession. What? Mr. Osteen's preaching. Uh, Carolyn, or, or Debbie Ford, a New Age guru, advocates the divinity of man, also teaches that the answers we need for life can be found within us. Uh, M. Scott Peck, a, a New Age author, The Road Less Traveled, he said, quote, God wants us to become himself or herself or itself. We are growing towards God. God is the ultimate goal of evolution. Gary Zukoff, another guest, The Seat of the Soul, his book shot up to the a big list uh, when Oprah recommends it. By the way, uh, that's what a lot of people do. They desperately want to get on the Oprah show because once you do, she's got such a big audience there. Pfft, instant bestseller. And again, the guest she has on pfft, to further influence outside of her is other New Agers, right? Uh, he teaches reincarnation and channeling through spirit guides. There's uh, uh, Yana Van Gant, New Age life coach that teaches the gospel of self-esteem. She's also a polytheistic ancestor worship uh, religion in Western Africa. We'll get into that, Lord willing, next time in, in uh, the path of voodoo. Esther Hicks, the author of Law of Attraction, a New Age channeler. Deepak Chopra, seen him all over the place. Uh, he's a New Age author, says, In reality, we are divinity in disguise, and the gods and goddesses in embryo. Right? Uh, Cheryl Richardson, a promoter of meditation, guided visualization, uh, to connect with your higher self or your spirit guide. Rhonda Byrne, the author of The Secret, The Law of Attraction. She states in the book, You Are God in Physical Body. Uh, Jack Canfield, you may have heard of these, co-editor of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Those books, he's a full-on New Ager meditation. He says, The voice of God speaking to you through words, images, and sensations. Uh, that's all from God uh, with meditation. Brian Weiss, he's a psychiatrist, author, promotes reincarnation, says heaven and hell is all around us. And listen, hell is something that you don't experience after you die unless you expect it. So just don't expect it and you won't go there. Shakti Gawain, a personal development expert who ad advocates creative visualization. Again, speaking to reality what you want uh, in order to become and accept the goodness of the universe. She encourages people to trust their inner selves. Don Curtis, a quote, unity minister and channeler who claims that the early church actually believed in reincarnation, but the Council of Nicaea in the 4th century threw it out. They never even addressed that issue. That's just a flat-out lie. Uh, Pema Chodron, American woman who was divorced twice before becoming a Buddhist nun. Her goal is to bring Tibetan Buddhism to Western audiences. John Gray, she's had on his program, Transcendental Meditation, uh, Developing Higher States of Consciousness. Wayne Dyer, he's an advocate of Taoism. If God is everywhere, then there is no place that God is not, and that includes you. And, of course, as the one lady was saying, as she was listening to Tolly, that's Eckhart Tolle, big New Ager, Canadian-German-born guy, uh, and his Power of Now, big book, uh, 
uh, Oprah endorsed it. He denies, listen, the existence of a personal God, denies the personal responsibility for sin, denies the existence of an external soul, and denies the need for the redeeming death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're supposed to be a Christian. What's he doing on your show? Why are you promoting that? Right? And on and on it goes. And he says that, listen, salvation consists of becoming aware of our real self, that you are God. So again, this is what Oprah is up to. And now, one of her other favorite New Age teachers is this lady, Marianne Williamson. If you guys recall, she ran the last term for president of the United States under the shocker Democrat Party, who's all full of the occult, right? And I put that article up there. That's from this week. Uh, She's now looking like she's going to do it again. This lady's a full-on demon occult New Ager, just like Oprah, right? Okay. And uh, she became popular because of Oprah. She wrote a book called A Return to Love, which was an explanation of the book, uh, A Course in Miracles, written by this lady named Helen Shukman, who was supposedly getting words from Jesus, which obviously wasn't Jesus. But in this book from Marianne Williamson, this lady is running for the president of the United States, says, there is no separation of God and his creation. God is all and in all and in a very literal sense. The recognition of God is the recognition of yourself. Uh, a, a slain Christ has no meaning. There is no sin. It has no consequences. Quote, the atonement is the final lesson that man needs to learn for it teaches him that never having sinned, he has no need of salvation. How'd you like to have that person for your president? We're already in big enough troubles it is. All right. And again, here is Oprah flat out promoting. Again, what are we talking about? Demon worship, channeling. Don't call it that. Uh, uh, you know, demon worship, people freak out. Spiritualism, demon contact, don't call it that, just call it channel. Here she is contacting or encouraging that on one of her programs. There's a ton of them. This is an old one, but uh, it, gives you, it gives you an idea. Watch this. I'd like you to channel my food. Okay. In order for me to do this, I just need a couple of moments. A couple of moments are deadly on television. <laughs> the, the silence could kill you, you know, but we're going to allow it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, hum a song, Oprah. Well, I, I, I don't want to interfere with uh, the process or whatever. I take this, this, this to mean that this is my food. Adjusting to her, what? Vibrational level. Vibrational level. Tell me, my food, why, why, are, why, first of all, who are you? My beloved woman, bless you, I am honored to be in what is called your presence. Ask you that which be I, I be that which you are, entity, all things. I be what is called one who have come unto you on this day in your timing to bring unto you the greatest thing there be, that which is termed the knowing, that you are loved by that which is called the Father that is within you and within all things, that be I. Thank you. Indeed. So if that wasn't flat out chicanery, 
I don't think it was. What you just saw was what God forbid back in Deuteronomy 18. That lady got into a trance-like state through an altered state of consciousness, and you literally watched a demon pop into her. And it was speaking through her. You just saw that. But it's promoted as channeling is a good thing. All of the world, don't listen to God. Now, she's also had other uh, New Agers, channelers on her show, including this guy, John Edward. Uh, and here he is explaining his method of, you call it divination all you want, it's demonation. But let's take a look at that. One of the examples that I was given from my own guides, energies yeah. that I work with, was that it's like, where's the internet? You know, it's like, where is the internet? It's like, it's this place that's out there that we all talk about and know about yeah. and we communicate, but you can't go there with a physical body, yeah. but you need a conduit in some way to actually exchange which, that energy. Which is your computer. Which is your computer. Yeah. We all, we all have... say that though. Haven't you said that when you send an email? Where did it go? <laughs> Where is it out there? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you, do you see these energies? I do not see them. Um, for me, I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient. And what that means is that I see, hear, and feel this energy. And I interpret what it is that it is in my experience. So, for example, if I'm seeing something, I don't see them the way I'm seeing the audience or, or yourself. I don't hear them the way we're able to communicate. It's kind of ha like having a daydream. You know when you're daydreaming and it's a very, very real experience? Mm -hmm. That's what it's like, except I'm conscious that I'm daydreaming. So I quiet my mind through meditation and prayer. And then I pay attention to what I'm thinking, what I'm hearing, and what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's as if I'm being impressed with this energy. Okay. So it's not coming from me. It's coming from outside of me. That's coming from a demon. But again, people are what? All they did was repackage, relabel occult techniques, things that God forbid. And they're in mainstream media being promoted. Uh, he's one of them. He grew up in New York. He's a self-complained psychic. He also uh, published his first book in 1998, One Last Time. Uh, he got on Larry King Live, and boy, he started sh shooting over. He had a big program called Crossing Over with John Edward. That was the big one. Uh, UK, uh, his tours are U.S., Canada, Australia, U.K., Ireland. Uh, and uh, he's been on uh, shows, uh, ABC's uh, 2020 Dateline, The Early Show, Entertainment Tonight, Family Guy, Fox and Friends, Jimmy Kimmel, Larry King Live, Live with Regis and Kelly, Maury, Oprah, Penn and Teller, The Tony Danza Show, The View, Smallville, The Wayne Brady Show, Will and Grace, Keeping Up the Kardashians, and even Dr. Phil. So this guy, on top of everything else, is also out there. Why are people getting into and chumming up with demon contact and demon worship? Because it's being promoted all over the place. Now, Oprah's also good friends with another guy who also denies Jesus Christ as being the only way, which we saw in some of our other studies, and that is this guy, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey also claims to be a Christian, but we saw before on tape he denied Jesus as the only way. He said that uh, spirituality is like cable TV. There's not just one channel. There's multiple channels. And he's convinced that there's many different ways to get to God. Well, you just deny Jesus Christ, as Oprah has done also in the past. So no wonder they chum together. But this guy on his program, again, influencing millions of people, uh, including back to channeling psychics, contact with demons, including uh, this lady, uh, Long Island Medium. This is Teresa Caputo. Okay, and here she is doing her thing. Call it divination all you want. It's demonation, uh, but it, it's being promoted on Harvey's show. Let's take a look. All right, before the break, uh, Teresa uh, started to read our audience, but uh, Spirit is still communicating with her. Teresa, go for it. Can you please stand back I up, man, with the drink, I need a drink, man. I need some liquor. I need some scotch. Channeling? You, you would need more than one scotch, so just... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. What happens is... What I asked to be done was to bring forward other souls 
But more importantly, your son says, Mom, you wouldn't have known that I was going to depart. No. Do you understand that? No, yeah. He says, nobody knew. No. Oh, he also shows me his sweatshirt. So do you have his sweatshirt or his jacket that you wear? Well, it had to be from God because she knew stuff that was impossible to know. Pay attention. And I stopped it there. I could have showed the whole thing. But basically, uh, she started off with what supposedly her son speaking to her, right? Which, what's the Bible say? You ain't speaking. If, you, if this isn't full-on chicanery, uh, that ain't the son, right? You're either in heaven or hell. No, there is no cross in between. So, uh, what'd she say? Your son told me to tell you that... Um, Nobody would know that he was going to die. Well, duh. Does anybody but God know when somebody's going to die? So is what she shared anything new, any superpower, ability? No. But see, the mom's already getting sucked in. <gasps> How did she know? She follows it up with, and he's telling me now to tell you, as she's already got her emotionally attached now, she already uh, to tell you that um, you have uh, you know, uh, a, a, a sweater no, she didn't say one thing. She's going, it's called fishing. You got a sweater or a jacket. And then, yeah. Well, what parent? And this is what's sick. You're playing on these people's emotions. This woman had her son die. And what parent doesn't save an article of clothing typically with their kids? Some parents never even change the room. So again, what, what, what's the superpower with that? So I think a lot of these people, I'm not saying all of it is, but I think a lot of it is chicanery. I think some of them are tapping into actual demons, but I think a lot of it's just old, good old classic chicanery. And again, we dealt with this before in our other studies, but uh, it's, it's called uh, you know, techniques such as they pay attention to body language, uh, to your gender, to the way that you speak, your appearance, such as clothing, hair, makeup. And you could just observe people and you can learn a whole lot. And then you bring that up in your conversation. How did you know I was married? Because you had a wedding ring on. Hello. Right? There's nothing new. How did you know that I work construction? Because you came in here with steel-toed boots, right? There's no big shakes about that, right? And they use all different kinds of techniques. Someone's called like shotgunning. Uh, they're just hoping that something will stick. Like a shotgun, it hits a big pattern. Just hoping to hit the pattern. Uh, they'll do statements like, you lost someone recently. Well, who hasn't? And then they wait for you to fill in the blank. Or an aspect of your life has changed recently. Well, duh. Every day it changes, right? So it's just all bland. Same thing like astrology. Uh, also, the, the, they'll do like, you tend to get a bit anxious in new or unknown social settings. Well, who, who doesn't typically? Right? So again, and, and uh, you have a, uh, you, you've told white lies in the past to spare somebody else's feeling. And I know you guys don't want to admit that in a church service. But again, this is, it's called shotgunning, all this stuff, uh, and, and, and encourage them to fill in the blanks. It says, uh, you know, they'll, they'll start with something and say, hey, uh, I, I th I'm starting to hear something from like your father's side of the family, and, uh, I, I, but, but it's a little cloudy. I, I might require some help from you here. Uh, uh, it, 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 it was your father's mother. Or starting, it's starting to make sense, but it was related to your father. Things are becoming clear, and they wait for the person to fill in the blank, right? I call it going fishing, right? Or just vague statements, hoping that. Again, they watch your facial expressions. So as they're going out there, it was a sweater. It was a jacket. They wait for you to go, huh? and they go, oh, yeah, it was the jacket. Because you validate it with your facial expression. So it's a bunch of baloney. I think she used a lot of those uh, techniques as well. But again, and I quote, they research you beforehand. Quote, many psychics learn everything they need to know about you before your session ever starts. Like this guy. Let's take a look.
so-called psychics. I'm not a psychic, but that's why I joke with you all the time. Facebook, I call Tracebook. I don't necessarily recommend it. We use it as a platform to share God's truth, trying to take what is being used for evil and turn it around for good. But man, I can learn a lot from Facebook. You'd be surprised at people who profess to be Christians, all the dumb things they post on there. And I'm going, that's your spirituality? Your favorite movie is a vampire show? Oh, wait till we get to that one. But unfortunately, it didn't stop there. We need to wrap it up. And I got just one more kind of a collage. And I was trying to keep this to one study because I want to get to our next segment. But this finishes up our history section. But again, new age, occult. How are people getting promoted into this, not just in the church, but everywhere, even on up to modern day? Even kids think it's okay to mix and mingle with demons and all that stuff. Well, it's a little bit of everything from commercials to cartoons, Hollywood, News programs, it's everywhere outside of the whole Oprah, Shirley MacLaine influence, all that other stuff, and all the baloney that's being done in the church today slapped with Christianese. It's everywhere. I'm going to give you an example. The first one is a Doritos commercial. Let me explain it to you. What you will see is they're not only promoting spiritualism, demon contact, in a potato chip commercial. Why would you have to stick that in there? But you're also going to see they're promoting, at the same time they're promoting something demonic, the homosexual movement which tells you where it's coming from. It's all the same source. But let's take a look at some of that modern-day influence into demon activity. Ah, hermano, como te extraño. Oh, Dios 
¡Alberto! Oh, ¡Qué sorpresa! ¿Qué hubo, la familia? ¿Cómo están? ¡Alberto! ¿Quién es él? Es Mario, mi pareja. When did you first encounter a spirit? Um, it would have been about 12 years ago now. I was living with my fiancé. Yeah. And he was working away a lot. We just moved into a new house in Hereford. And um, after a while, he was going away maybe one week, two weeks at a time. I started to feel kind of like a presence, maybe, I guess you could call it, around the house. Yeah, which is, then, some people would be a bit little scared of, but you weren't no, scared by it. It never felt scary. It felt comforting, if anything. And even when it, it even when you were in, a, this all happened sort of in the spare bedroom, that was where it was, you know, it was yeah. at its most yeah, powerful. Um, even when it came up behind you and you could feel its breath on your neck, yeah. that still didn't freak you out. Not at all, no. So <laughs> then you decided that you would take it to the next level and you dressed in a very sexy negligee, yeah. and <laughs> you went into the spare bedroom and uh, and uh, turned the lights off and waited. I did, yes. And what and happened? What happened? Um, I waited and waited for a while, and then I got a little bit worried. I thought maybe I'd scared it off by being too keen. Oh, oh okay. And then sort of just as I'd given up hope and was starting to fall asleep, it came to me. And, and what happened? Um, it... I don't know what I can say on well, TV. You just had <laughs> sex. Wait, you, you, had, you had sex? Yeah, I had sex with the sex. ghost. With the ghost? Yeah. Yes. Religious. Are you religious? Do no. you believe in something? Anything? Yeah, believe in me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But you don't believe in anything else? Anything else? Well, in, you know, in, it's a religious thing. Like, is it in God or is, it in, like, is there something like that? Well, I, you, you can separate God from religion, mm -hmm. which is what I do. I believe in God. I believe in me. Same person. Who's that girl? Those <laughs> shoes should come with a content warning. What a waste. Ah! New girl. Say hi to the world. <laughs> the sky over a local junior high has torn open. Mom, get in. There's no more putting this off. Your dad is the devil and you're the Antichrist. I'm supposed to accept that you had sex with Satan or anyone? Ah. Please allow me to introduce myself. Come to your father, Damien. Oh, you're a girl. The future is female. To meet you. Where have you been my whole life? The metaphysical realm. It's not hell, but it's got the essentials. Hey, everybody. This is my daughter. Kiss her they're all slaughter your children. Proud of you! Well, we hate it. Were you inside someone's corpse? And you had an unfinished dolphin tattoo. Don't be a snob. Oh. She says I lied to protect you. She sounds like a... That's what I said. Hey, look at me. I'm bad grandma. A little, little bit What do you make of this thing? Biblical or the media? I like things the way they were. Get your hands off my daughter. Our daughter. Oh, great. My parents are here. I'm a chicken now. This party just got lame. If my parents ever show up to a party, murder me.
And how many parents watch what the kids watch? Oh, it's what do you watch? Oh, cartoon. Okay. Contrary to popular belief, a lot of people think the Christian community spoke up on that. It came out uh, a few months ago. It was quite the rage. Uh, and they say, yay, it got canceled. No, it didn't. And I quote, as of January 3rd, 2023, Little Demon has not been canceled or renewed, but it has not been canceled. Uh, it debuted here in the United States in 2022, also being aired in European countries, Australia, New Zealand, Latin America, which also included Disney+. Plus. And you wonder why our world is getting so demonic. Now, where's it headed? It's headed towards the seven-year tribulation. This influence in the spiritualism, demon contact, is leading to the society that will be in the seven-year tribulation. This is why it's happening. Revelation 9, 20-21, The rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not what? Stop worshiping demons. Nobody's going to do that. Folks, look how blunt it's going. With modern technology, it's being promoted all over the planet. It's creating this last day society. And they didn't repent of the, the worship of demons and idols and gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear nor walk, nor did they repent of their murderers, their magic arts, sorcery, witchcraft, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. So this is where it's all leading. It's happening for a purpose. It's an ungodly purpose. Uh, and we need to speak up. But unfortunately, it didn't stop there. It's now branched off and spread to a, a variety of spiritualist movements by different names. And each one of them is gobbling up people to get them involved into actual demonic contact uh, as well. And so the next big one we're going to deal with, Lord willing, next time, is voodoo. Voodoo is one of the darkest. I mean, it's all bad. But man, these practices, you talk about full-on demon possession and stuff. It's not good, but people are getting sucked into it. It's come over here to America in a multitude of forms, and they think it's a great thing. So, Lord willing, we'll get to that next time. Let's... Well, hi, this is Billy Crone of Get Life Ministries, and I hope you were blessed with this study. But in closing, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple of things that the Bible says. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the wages of our sin or unholiness is death. In other words, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and be separated from God for all eternity. This is the great cosmic dilemma. God who is holy and we are not, how can we have a relationship with Him? The two will never mix. Now, to make matters worse, we don't even want to admit this, even though God already knows He's God. And so God out of love gave us something called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were not something to just memorize or stick on your wall or give the appearance of being a religious person. The Ten Commandments were God's divine x-ray, if you will, into our heart and soul to reveal this truth that we need to admit. And that is this, that God is holy and that we are not. We are disqualified for heaven. So let's take a look at that divine x-ray that God's trying to get us to realize. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the ninth one says, you shall not bear false witness. That's lying, okay? How many guys have ever told a lie? Raise your hand, okay? Well, if you didn't raise your hand, you just did. You just told a lie because we've all done that. Well, that makes us a liar. The, another Ten Commandments says that you shall not steal. Don't ever take anything without permission. How many of you guys uh, have ever done that? Well, you guys already said you're a bunch of liars. All of our hands should have went up on that one. And for being honest, God already knows. Folks, we've all taken something. We've stolen something, right? That makes us a thief. 
Another Ten Commandments says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. He's not just holy. Even His name is holy. Hey, folks, let's be honest. If you can believe it, even the name of Jesus Christ uh, has been turned into a common cuss word. Well, the Bible says that's a sin of blasphemy. Now we're a, a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus said, here's his standard. Uh, even if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you committed adultery in your heart. Wow, so now we're an adulterer. The Bible says you shall not murder. And you might think, well, hey, at least I haven't done that one. Really? Again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred, wishing somebody was dead, okay, that, that's the same thing. Uh, it's akin to the sin of murder. It's just you pulled the trigger in your heart, but God sees the heart. Hey, folks, that's just five out of ten. How are you doing? You still think you're going to get to heaven on your own? You still think that you're qualified, that you're holy like God, and you could bridge the gap and have a relationship with Him forever? I don't think so. I mean, what did we just see? You're going to stand before God, and so am I. We all are. And we're going to have to give an account for who we are. Hey, hey, God, let me in. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a liar. I'm a thief, I'm a blasphemer, I'm an adulterer, I'm a murderer. And the scripture is very clear, folks. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of God. We're in trouble. But folks, here's the good news. The Bible says that if we would just admit that, that's the first step, to admit that God is holy, that I'm not, I'm disqualified for heaven, I need a Savior. If we would admit that and then ask for the Savior to save us. That, that's what God was doing with Jesus. God gave us His Son, Jesus Christ. He took the death penalty in our place so that we could be completely forgiven of everything we've ever done and be made holy through Jesus so that we can now have a relationship with God both here and now and forever in heaven. We can become qualified. You, the, the word that the Bible uses is a word called pardon, that God is willing to pardon us of all of our sins and crimes that we've committed against him and disqualified us that disqualified us for heaven right and we've actually seen this work in real life uh, for instance uh, there's been people who have committed crimes gone to court the gavel's been passed the judges said hey listen we all know you're guilty uh, you even admit you're guilty and uh, for your crimes you're going to not just jail you're going to uh, await in jail to go to the death penalty and did you know that there actually is a way that somebody could get off of death row, it's called a pardon. The one in the authority, the governor, can grant what's called a pardon for that person's crimes, and they literally can go free. Not because of something they did, because the deeds are already done, you can't undo it. Not because of they tried to clean up their act while they were stuck in the jail cell, because that doesn't change anything. But simply out of mercy, the person who has the authority can give them a pardon, and they can go free. And did you know it's actually on historical record that there have been people who have been granted a pardon from the death penalty and they've refused to take it. And so even though the offer was there to be set free, they themselves still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, in a nutshell, that's what God's doing every single day with all of us this side of heaven. While you still have breath, you still have an opportunity to receive God's pardon. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins if you would just receive His pardon through Jesus Christ. Again, that's what He was doing on the cross. The cross was the death penalty of the day. But since we weren't there, and since we can't earn it, it's a gift from God, you have to receive that by faith. Reach out even today from your own spiritual jail cell, if you will, and say yes to Jesus and God's pardon 
so that you could be set free and go to heaven. The Bible says that if you will confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the grave, you will be saved. Hey, folks, if that's you, don't delay. You may not even have tomorrow. Today could be your last day. Please accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Confess with your mouth He is the Lord. Believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the grave. And the Bible says you will be saved. Well, this has been Billy Crone of Gill Life Ministries. If there's anything that we could do for you, our information and, and number will come up here shortly. And please don't hesitate to contact us. But remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless.